Welcome back to the Why Not Us podcast. I feel like if you're watching at this point, hopefully you've been watching for a while. Yeah. I'm getting tired of saying welcome to the Why Not Us podcast, but yeah, maybe this is the first episode somebody's watched. That's, I don't a, know. that's a proper gotta, intro. Yeah, we got to do an intro. Right? Yeah, of course. Uh, my name is Carter Kramer. This is my good friend, Mike McGowan. Um, I haven't said this in a couple episodes, so I want to say, hey, dude, thank you for being willing to do this with me. Oh, thank you. I know this is something that we talked about. It was yeah. an idea. Yep. And one of the things I told you about myself is I'm a huge proponent of like turning ideas into reality. And, you know, we kind of talked about, you know, what's the purpose of doing a podcast? Like, what do you want to get out of it? What do you want to do? Um, we did it because I think you and I both felt like we were not happy with what we've contributed to kind of what's right. going on in the country, right? I think we're both really proud to be American citizens. Yep. Um, I think we're both really grateful for the opportunities that we have in this country. Yep. And we started to see a slide and that level of gratitude and kind of people's willingness to back, you know, yeah. fundamental values in our country. Yeah. You agree? A hundred percent. And you know, sitting around on the sidelines almost, kind of going, no, it's not my issue. And we're not, not, we're not, not those, my problem. We're not yeah. those type of guys, yeah, right? Yeah, we don't sit on the sidelines. That's we right. want to go out there and make stuff happen. And you guys, it's become difficult, I'll say, okay. to watch. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. So this discussion and this episode is something that I am, I'm flabbergasted. Oh, God. Like, well, yeah. Caught me totally off guard. It was brought up by one of our watchers, one of our fans, one of our yep. listeners, whatever you yep. want to call it, which is Will Burton. Yep. Um, Will and I met when I uh, was working at Cell Site Solutions, and uh, uh, Will was one of the guys that, uh, you know, we owned cranes and semis mm -hmm. and all that stuff, and uh, he worked for a company that we had done some work with, with cranes and other stuff, and Will and I immediately made a bond, right? Just a good guy. Um, I, I think Will's originally from Alaska, Okay. And so, uh, you know, I thought that was cool, obviously, to kind of hear his background, his story, where he came from. Um, and he brought up this this point of, hey, you guys should really, like, dig into the prison system in right. the United States. Right. And, you know, there's a lot of people that talk about it. And I think we all know that there's been some really interesting aspects to the prison system. And yep. probably more like um, what crimes are punishable by prison, right, yeah. as one of, the, one of the potential consequences for a crime. But I did not realize, bro how much of a business it's, the prison system is in the United States. Yeah. It I, blew my mind. Dude. So, so I mean, you've heard the term military industrial complex. Yes. Because it's such a massive business. Yeah. Well, now there's a, there's a, there is a, it's coined the prison industrial complex. Crazy. It, it's it, because of the boom in not, not just the private prisons, right? Right. But the, the mass incarceration that's happened in the last 30 to 40 years. Yes. Since you know, early mid-80s. I mean, the, the Reagan right. administration, right? Yeah, we I mean, we yeah. remember this as kids. It, it was, was early, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. the war on drugs, just yeah, say yeah. no. And all yeah. of a sudden, you know, yeah. they, they made a point. And, and it was on the news every week, probably every day of these big drug busts yeah. and, and, you know, they were patting themselves on the back about, Hey, yep. they're going to stop. You, you had know, Nancy Reagan just say no. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Commercials eight o'clock at night. Remember eight o'clock at night. The, the commercial came on. Do you know where your kids are? Yeah. Right. And then yeah. you had dare. Oh my gosh. I forgot about that. Yeah, you just said that. Yeah. yeah. You, you had dare everywhere. Yes. All, the, all the cops doing the dare program. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. So since that time frame, yeah. um, and again, man, I didn't know this, Mike. Like, I want to make sure that people understand this is why I love doing this, okay? There are certain aspects of things going on in our country that maybe I'm aware of 
but I'm not educated on. Sure, sure. I haven't done the research. I don't really understand all the moving parts. And doing this kind of forces me to dig into some of these things. And Mike, there's a few of these moments where I'm like, <gasps> yeah, what? And this is one of them. This is one of them. So, and, and it's really interesting, kind of the evolution of getting to this episode. Yes. Because Will brought it up. Yes. Right? Yep. And then we had the episode with Chad, the guest episode we did with Chad. About which we, schooling. About yep. schooling, right? Yep. And it, one of the things that struck me was, was not just the parents not being involved, as I thought people were, parents were. Right. But the, the, the resources, the amount of resources that he received X amount of years ago, and he's been teaching for 17 years. Yes. That he received years ago, he's receiving the same amount of resources, yet his class size has increased dramatically, right? right? And maybe the resources have changed, they have gone up, but they haven't kept pace with that, with that, you know, that, that larger class size number, right? right? It's kind of like production in the United States yeah. and pay. Yep. There's, so, a, there's a disproportionate, correct. you know, that's starting to go like this, yep. whoop, or yeah. these things are not moving in the same line anymore. Yeah. And it causes this huge gap any, in the ability to execute any, and any, be functional. Any economist will tell you that wage growth is the, the growth in wages has not kept pace with inflation and or cost of goods or whatever. Right. 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 So, so then we moved on a bit because then I was really interested in the resource question, right? Absolutely. And you said, well, look where, look where the states are spending their budgets. Look where right. they're spending the money. So I, we dug into that. Yeah, we let's did, figure we, it out, we right? Hey, where are all those resources going that we feel like could right. hopefully maybe help the school systems, and right? We and we found that, yes, just a, every state spends the most on education, but then you have to break it down to where they're spending the money right. and how many kids are in that state and all that kind of stuff. And then when you, what we found was, and Will had this idea to go into the prison system, we found that every state is spending more, 49 out of 50 states are spending more on per prisoner than they are per student, which is crazy. Really disappointing. Disappointing, right. Yes. So yes. then... So then it got us to saying, okay, now Will's kind of real idea of check out the, the, the enterprise that is the, yes. the U.S. prison system, check that out, and here we are. Yes. Right, so it's been this progression. Yes. And it's just the more, the more you peel back that onion, the more, you know, just you can't believe what you're reading uh, in dude, some of this stuff. When you and I, and, and this is, again, man, this has been fun because – you know, you're digging into some resources, I'm digging into different resources, and then you and I get to come together and kind of compare notes. And this was one of those, those topics yeah. that some of the stuff I brought up was totally different than yep. the stuff you were bringing up. And you put them together and you're like, oh, boy. oh my gosh, oh, right? This yep. is way oh, bigger than what we thought. So Will, yeah. thank you. Yes. Number one, thanks yep. for listening. Thanks for sharing. Um, but dude, this is the feedback we want, right? Mike, yeah. we want people to bring up these topics because this is great for me. I love this opportunity for somebody to bring something up and go, oh my gosh, dude, I never thought about well, and, that. And, and look, I don't know when this is going to air. I mean, we'll figure that out here soon. Yeah, right? yeah. But we also did a, a guest episode earlier yeah. with Josh Beck, who when uh, one of our producers put out a, um, a post and said, hey, who wants to be a guest? He responded and I saw it and I'm like... Yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. Absolutely. Right? So, so, uh, you and it know, was, it's about the foster care system, the foster right? Care system, right? Also, also a government driven program Correct. that is, is there to help kids and Correct. try to give kids shelter that maybe are in an unsafe scenario. That's right. It's a, it's, it was meant for good. Exactly. Right? And, and so it just, it, it strikes me that 
you know, and, and we're going to have some more. We're, we're here in Arizona, as you can tell, yeah. the, the, the AZ studio. Um, we're going to have some business discussions while we're here and what we're doing and how we're running this. Yeah. And to make it a better place for folks like you to give us feedback. Yes. I've got some theories about what's happening on Facebook and otherwise. Oh yeah. Right? We've seen some interesting we, things We've happening. seen some interesting things. Yeah. So there's a, <laughs> our names are somewhere. Oh right? yeah. But, well, yours, yours already was before this ever started, <laughs> but mine probably too actually. Yeah. But like we're, 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 we're going to figure out a way that we can get to a, get to the same audience Right, but in a, in a more direct and a more interactive way. Absolutely, right? I think we have to. We have right? to. We have to. So, going back to this this thought process or this topic of the prison industrial complex, right? Yeah. So, if you think about it, it it you know mass incarceration and the larger prison system, it just fosters an environment of it, it's it's its own ecosystem. Yeah. Right? yeah. Because because when you think of prisons, when you yeah. think of Department of Corrections, when you think of you, you think of the justice system. Right. right. And a guy or a gal who does something wrong, they get a sentence and that's their punishment. Yep. Right. But then they have to and they have to go to prison and serve that sentence. But while they're in prison, they have to do they have to if they are. And what's the word? If they are medically able, sentence inmates are required to work. Okay, so as long as you can do something physically, what did you see this all the way back to what they called them the chain gangs back yeah, in the yeah. day, like working on the side, working on that side of the yep. road or yep. cleaning up litter or whatever they. And you it's know. called penal labor. Yep. Right. Yep. So, and and it's funny because penal labor is different from producing labor, right? In the, in the prison Explain system. Explain that a little bit. So penal labor is you're just getting your ass kicked because you're getting your ass kicked because you did something really wrong. It's the chain gang stuff. It's the, you're there. So you got to go to work. You're digging holes. And then guess what? As soon as you dig the hole, you fill it back in. Then you dig the hole again. Oh. Right. It's, yeah. and, and it still exists. Sure. It's, it, it it's like a form exists. of punishment. It is. Basically. Um, a lot of military prisons still have that break, just breaking rocks. Yep. Right. Yep. So, so it's different than productive labor, which is actually creating something. Yeah. Right. Um, so, so think about this ecosystem of, of this industri- prison industrial complex. It doesn't just uphold the justice system, right? right. It upholds, you know, uh, you know, the food services and the, you know, within the prison system. Yeah. Right? It upholds transportation bought by the prison system. Yeah. yeah. Uh, cars, buses, vehicles. It upholds security and, and, and surveillance and technology equipment within the prison system. Right. Cameras, barbed wire, whatever you the criminal the criminal defense lawyer world. Yeah. It holds that up. Yeah, right? It's like a society in itself it's, almost. It's, right. It's, 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 the, the corrections officers, the unions. Yeah. Right. And, and look, you've got to have medical care available yeah. for these guys. Absolutely. Mean, right. I mean, there's a it's a huge it's an ecosystem it is did, did you know that there was did you know that there was private probation companies so no. you think, you think Wait, of, what you think of a probation officer yeah right? they're it's usually a, like a state a cop. employee or a cop. yeah yeah it's a, yeah, it's a government a employee or something like that no they have they they've the the rates of imprisonment and then people getting out has risen so much that it's overwhelmed the probation system so what do they do they farm it out it's the same thing with private prisons the 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 mass incarceration since the since the 80s right and i'm going to talk some of the numbers here in a minute yeah but it has it's gone up so much that the the prison system at large couldn't hold all of the inmates there was overflow right. so what happens let's farm it out to, the, to private companies they'll build the prison they'll house them you know and and so now it's overflow almost yeah. but now there's, there's and look there's, man this is capitalism right there's a need somebody's got to fulfill the need they yep. allow a private company to come in and fulfill that need but this is what we found 
right? Yeah. This is not open to everybody and anybody. No, we'll get to that. To yeah. be one of these yeah. private providers in one of these areas, dude, yep. it's... And, 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 uh, let's, and, and let's make one thing really, really clear. Okay. Right? The Federal Bureau of Prisons, the BOP. Okay. Right? They are a, they're, they're a federal agency. Mm-hmm. They're not there to make a profit. They're okay. not right. Every all of those groups I mentioned, plus the private prisons, plus the, you know, the union, the unions and the special interests that, that, that get government grants to deal with prisoners and what have you. Right. They're all trying to make a profit. Let's just let's just yeah. let's just make sure that for this for the sake of this podcast, that is a kind of a baseline of what we're talking about. The, the Bureau of Prisons, the federal system, has been overwhelmed because of the legal system and the laws that were written. Yes. Right? Yep. And this mass incarceration concept or, or, or phenomenon that happened. Yeah. Right? It overwhelmed the federal system that's a not-for-profit system, and it gave birth to a for-profit system. So, hold on. Let's talk about that. Let's yeah. talk about, you know, let's talk about some of the things that happened in our country that all of a sudden made this number of human beings that are incarcerated in our country explode yeah. because you and I have lived through this. Yep. We watched it happen. Oh, yeah. Right. And it started with, it started, it started with, well, you said, you said it earlier. So it started with the eighties and with Reagan. drugs. Yeah. It's, it, it, right? it is the, it is the anti-drug abuse act of 1986. There was another act that was written in the seventies. I want to say that was kind of the, the precursor or maybe the foundation for this, okay. but this is the war on drugs. Yes. This is when, this is when people were being arrested for a dime bag. Yes. Right. Not, is, not just arrested. Oh, but they were thrown being, in jail. Yeah. Not jail. Prison. Prison. Right. Right. This right. is when it was like, this is, this is, this is where you hear all these arguments. You know, you know, our vice president, yeah. vice president Harris. Yep. Right. When she was a prosecutor in San Francisco, she presided over like 1900 felony convictions of, yes. of, of, of drug, drug usage or drug. Yeah, she was uh, like a DA. Wasn't she was she? a DA. Yeah. yeah. District attorney. Yeah. yeah. So her goal is to. And Prove she a point. put people away like it was like like it Going was out free. Of style. Yeah, yeah, right. And so, which it, which is interesting because, because that's now not the that's totally not the left yeah. mentality in most. Yeah, cases, but when right? you're when you're when you're a district attorney, you're trying to get ahead. What do you do? Yeah, you yeah, co- it's case count, it's conviction count, oh, yeah. right? Absolutely. Anyway. Yeah, so, it's, it's a metric that they're measured. You know, when you're by. when you're a San Francisco district attorney and you want to make senator for the state of California, what do you do? You incarcerate everybody and you can run on that record. Yeah. I'm cleaning up. I'm cleaning it up. Right. I'm cleaning up the state. Right. Yeah. So, and, and, and look, I'm not picking on her at all. I promise you I'm not. Yes, because, you are. No, I'm yes, not. Yes, you no, are. No, I'm not. No, because, because there's as many politicians that did the ex- exactly the same thing. Oh, absolutely. The, the attorney yeah. generals, the, 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 the district, you know, the, the district offices, the Department of Justice, all that. They all do it. They take whatever they can because what are they judged by? And again, man, they're trying to, you know, they're trying to, you know, move through the system. They're trying to prove themselves. How do you do that? Hey, look what I did. Yeah. I incarcerated more people than anybody that came before me. Mm -hmm. This is how I did it. And I just, I, okay, let's just keep going down. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm already getting sidetracked. I know, no, I know. They're saying I made the streets safe where I was. I can do that for a larger. Look what I'm doing for for the community. Correct. Correct. Um, and then they, you know, the, you know, a lot of these politicians then backslide. But yeah. anyway, anyway. Yeah. So what I want to say is, as of May 2023, so a couple months ago, the United States had the sixth highest incarceration rate in the world. 
sixth highest in the world. In the world, right? Wow. Five hundred thirty-one people per one hundred thousand. Okay. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's so a big number. It is a big number, right? Yeah. Uh, but let's 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 just go here, right? So the U.S. prison rates peaked in 2008. The okay. rate it was 752 per 100,000. So it's come down quite a bit in the last 15 years. And some of that was due to some of these, uh, you know, again, like the legalization of marijuana. Correct. There was a lot of people that were incarcerated because of some minor. Yeah. I, I shouldn't say minor, but there was a. They had a minute amount of yeah. you know marijuana in yep. their pocket. They got arrested. Yeah. They get charged. They ended up with a prison sentence. Yeah. They weren't really a, a danger to society. Yep. They weren't really somebody that had committed any sort of violent crime. They didn't yep. have a criminal history, but yet they were put in prison over something that is now legal in many states right. in, the, in the union. Right. And so a lot of those people have been released from long-term prison sentences or midterm prison sentences because people realize that's silly. Well, right? I, I, what, I, what, you know, another you topic could be uh, just just this kind of an offshoot of that. How many people had a minor a minor drug charge, and they get sent to prison for two years? Right, right. Which doesn't seem like a long time. It seems like a light sentence, maybe a year, whatever. Seems right? like a long time to me. It's a long time. Yeah, that they're in prison with what some hardcore criminals. Absolutely. And get, and do 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 they stay on the straight and narrow when they get out, or do they become? you know, more of a criminal well, that's, because that's, of that experience. And that's another part of this discussion, right? Yeah. To me, yeah. and, and this really kind of came up with the discussion with Josh Beck and the foster system. It's kind of mm -hmm. like, what's the mission, right? The mission is to give these kids a safe place to hopefully grow into productive parts of society or, and, or the, the best possible solution, get back with the biological parents and get into a healthy right. situation, right? right? Yep. Same with prisoners, right? It's to rehabilitate. Like, oh, hey, it Go should ahead. be. I'm not Go saying ahead. it is. Go it ahead. should be. The mission should be. In my mind, this is my mm -hmm. opinion. Mm -hmm. You know, hey, dude, you fucked up. Yep. Right? There's consequences for your actions. We're going to, there's, you know, you're going you're gonna to pay for what you've done. Yep. But the goal should be, by the time you get out, you're rehabilitated, right? Yep. Now you can become a productive part of society. You don't have to utilize criminal activity to make a living. Yep. Is that what's happening, Mike? And, and that's, you know, because you, 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 and that's why I said, well, I went to say, hold on, but, but I, have a, I have a dear friend, a guy, grew, my best friend growing up, you know, we're still close to this day. Um, he's been in the correctional system for, I want to say, 25, 30 years. Okay. So he, he, he and I joined the Marine Corps. You're Gordy. not saying he's been, he's not a prisoner. No, 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 he's, he's, he's he a correctional officer. Okay, okay, I'm yeah, sorry. Now, I now, clarify I, think, that. now yeah. I believe he's a lieutenant in that system. Okay, cool. Um, and... Uh, you know, we went to boot camp together. Okay. We played tech mobile in high school together. I mean, like that was <laughs> I the, miss that game, right. Yeah. Um, uh, we watched Al Bundy with his father. Like, yeah, I mean, I did, I did, this kid and I have been to, to hell and back together. Sure. Um, and he has been, like I said, a corrections officer for 25, 30 years. And if you ask him what his job to do is his job is to maintain a community, manage, manage inmates and help them rehabilitate to reenter re society. You know why? Because okay. he's on the Bureau of Prison side. He's on the federal side, not the for-profit side. So when I said, hold on, because you said the, the purpose is to rehabilitate them. No, remember the private prisons, all of the special interests, all of the feeder industries, the food service industry, the, the, the attorneys, the criminal defense attorneys, the corrections officer unions, all, they're all for profit. For profit. They're so, trying to make money. So if you think for one, if anybody thinks for one second a private prison is doing it because they're interested in the good of society to rehabilitate prisoners, you're wrong. 
Which is they're, sad. It's it, correct. It's they are there to make a profit. It's like vultures, bro. Correct. They see this opportunity where they can take advantage. Correct. And they jump all over it. That's yep. And yep. as we dug into this, well, uh, why don't you? I know you've got a few notes yeah, here that you so, want to go. So, I don't want to get so, out of order. So yeah. So no, but uh, so it's really interesting. You know, we I mentioned that um, I, I mentioned that Anti Drug Abuse Act of '86. Yep. And yep. It, turning point. That yep. was a turning point, yep. right? So between, so since then, the United States penal population has risen from about 300,000 okay. to more than 2 million. In, Whoa. Correct, in 25 years. So we're talking, I mean. I'm sorry, to, uh, 35 years. Wow. It's gone from 300,000 to oh, well over 2 million. Really? Yes. Well, so, is, and, do, you have any, do you have any stats like before that? Like is there a, yeah. is there a time period like pre- you understand what I'm asking, right? Yep. Is there is there something we can compare that to? Is that a normal growth rate, I guess, is what I'm asking you. So, I don't... You know, is that just like, oh, there's more people, so there's more people getting incarcerated? Yeah, no, I mean, it spiked in the mid-80s, and it's never... It hasn't It hasn't let up. It, it's let up in the last couple of years. Okay, okay. Because you heard me say that the that the highest prison prisoner rate yes. per 100,000 was in 08. Okay, and, yep. the, and, the, and the population peaked in 07 or vice versa, So right? 15 years ago was so like 15 the years. Peak. So it's gone down, and it's down to five, 535 or whatever it was from 750, right? But, but the population's also higher. But the population's higher, so the, 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 total, number, of the total number keeps... keeps it, it, it's pretty much stayed the same. The rate has gone down, but the, the number has stayed pretty level. Yeah, right? staying, yep, okay, um, okay. And I can, I can... I have a couple of... Here we go. He's digging. I love it when you start digging into stuff. Oops, that's the wrong one. Here we go. So, what do you got over there? I'm looking. I've got. I've got <laughs> anybody who see anybody who see me put up a screenshot, they're like, "How many tabs do you have open?" Oh, dude, I love to see that. Like, I look at your computer sometimes. I'm like, bro, those are so small because you have 800 tabs open. Yeah, you can't even see what's what. It's, it's, it's incredible. Okay, it's absolutely. Pathetic. I love it though. Here we go. Ready? Yeah. So fire away. Uh, in 2008, when it was a two, it was 2.3 million people in prison at a, at a 752 okay. out of 100,000. In 2018, it was 2.1 million people at a rate of 642. And I said, I, I don't know the total count right now, but the rate is three five thirty five. Okay. Right. Okay. So that, that and with the population increase, it, I mean the number the count the count has been over two million since 2002. Wow. Two right. million people, man, incarcerated. Yeah. That's a lot. Yep. So, wow. so I mean, it's, it's so, so, you know, and then, you know, there's some people, 31 million. So listen to this. By 2010, drug offenders in federal prison had increased to a half a million per year man. when it was under 100,000. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it grew by 500%. Yeah. Um, listen to this. There's 31 million people in the United States who have been arrested on drug-related charges. That's approximately one in 10, mil- Wait a one in 10 Americans. 31 million people in the United States have been arrested for drug charges. And you said that. What is that? It's, it's, about, it's about one in 10. It's a little one more than... It's like one in 10.5. And that could be anything, right? Yeah. That could be anything from a serious, like, uh, intent like, to distribute yeah, charge all the way down to, to possession, possession of... Yeah, and paraphernalia and all that other yeah, stuff, And right? I mentioned it before. Inmates are required to work if they're medically able now. And right. I verified this with my friend. Um, uh, you know, food service, they work in the warehouse, they're orderlies, they paint, 
you know, yep, the yep. groundskeepers, um, the plumbers, they earn between 12 and 40 cents an hour. So remember, remember the first labor. baseline I talked about? Yeah. Let's remember that these are for-profit businesses. Wow. Right? So who could, who could compete against a company a that's getting labor for 12 to 40 cents an hour? For 30 cents an hour. Yeah. You can't. You can't. Yeah. So, okay. So let me ask yeah. you this, man. So what are those, those for-profit people that are paying these guys for this labor? Yeah. What are they doing? Like, who is that? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like for the for profit, they obviously have to produce some sort of product or some sort of, right? I mean, they're, they're yep. creating something or making something. So the first, the first real large company okay. that was created um, was called Federal Prison Industries, Inc., Right? Okay. FBI. Okay. But they're doing business. You'll know it as Unicor. You've heard of Unicor. Oh yeah. And, yeah. and Unicor since 1977. Right. By the way, they're a wholly owned United States government entity. It's a government company. Okay. This is where this is where I think I know where you're where going with this, but I want to. Yeah. Keep going. So, they are a first of all. Um, they're a component of the Federal Bureau of Prisons, and they're, they're a component of the Department of Justice. But again, they're a, f- they're a company. Yeah. They're not the Bureau of Prisons. Right. They want to make a profit. Absolutely, yeah. Right? Their annual revenue is over half a billion. It's a $531 million a year. Hmm. That's their revenue. So, so, what, so they, what you're telling me is that the federal government has access to the cheapest labor correct. in the country. Correct. For so, their own benefit. Correct. Correct. Hmm. Interesting. So, and, and for their own benefit, I'll explain that. So, Unicor will contract out mm-hmm. to a company that will use the inmates. Yep. So, the company is a, a company's in, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use this example because it's going to come back around. Okay, okay. They're, they're making military gear. Yeah, so they're taking a government contract need. Correct. Hiring a... F- a solely owned government entity yep. to produce or to basically partner up with a contractor to Correct. produce that product that they and, need. And, and with the labor of inmates. Well, let me ask you this, man. How do you compete? So let's take a privatized so, company versus yep. this federally owned you company. Can't. You can't because you can't. It's, there's a mandate. There's a mandate. Wait, that, wait, wait. I mean, you couldn't compete even if there wasn't a mandate, but tell me there's a mandate. There's a mandate. So federal department. So these government institutions or these, these departments within the government, yep. they are mandated. They are required. If, if Unicor wants to sell the goods to that department, depart, in this case, Department of Defense. Yeah, yeah. If Unicor wants to sell it to them, they have to buy it from Unicor. So they've got like first right of refusal or like preferential opportunity at that contract. 100%. The words, it's a mandatory so, source for federal departments. So, so wait a minute, let me get this straight. So the government has priority with a government-owned company yep. to make money yep. utilizing the cheapest labor in the country, which is prisoners. Yes. This, this yes. is yes. just a never so, ending so, circle, right? Yeah, so really what oh happens God, is it's amazing. You know, so, so not only are they, not only is the government, this government entity, which no doubt receives subsidies from the government, of course, yep. because what, because Yes, you have a five hundred and thirty-one million dollar annual revenue. Yeah, but 
it's a massive, massive entity. Yeah. And the infrastructure, the fixed costs, the fixed costs, the staff, all of those things, fixed and variable, sure. yeah, yeah. right? That has to be paid for. And I'll bet you, based on the government, it's not being run very efficiently. So it's probably costs a little bit more than annual revenue, right? I'm guessing. Sure. I, I don't know, right? Um, so they then get to fix their price yep. because they're first right of refusal. Yep. Right? They get to fix their price. There's no competitive influence and they're paying the cheapest labor force on earth. Yes. And, and who's writing the check to Unicor? The Department of Defense. Yeah, the DOD. Or the Department of the Treasury. Or yeah, the Department, wherever of, the that opportunity Department comes of the Interior. Right. Some, or, go, some government branch. Right? Correct. Or, some or the government NTSB, entity. right? Like, sure. So, a government entity is writing a check from the government to the government. To the government. How does this work? And making a profit. And they're making a profit. Yes. Mike. It's... it's it's, it's, it's this so, is wild, man. This is when we, as we started talking about this and we didn't even get this deep into what we were talking about, yeah. it, but like, it's one of those things you sit there and go like, wait, 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 what? Yeah. So, so this government entity, this government owned corporation staffed with, with government employees now because they are part of that government owned entity. Yeah. They are using inmate labor. Yes. They're producing something, lots of things, obviously, at $531 million of annual revenue. Right. They're producing this stuff. They are in zero competition in the free market. Yeah. To sell to... They've got preferential treatment, right? Government government entities, like, like, again, like the department. You know what this seems like to me, man? It seems like a shell game. It is. It seems like they could just, the government could just keep all the money, right? Force prisoners to do this work and profit... And but still, then it looks bad. It's still so, paying hey, a little. But yeah. No, 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 guys. We're, we're hiring this, this company over here to do this. Yeah. But it's still the government. It's still the government. It's still the government's still the money. Government. It's still the same yeah. thing. It's still the government. And they're not even good at what they do. I mentioned helmets, right? And we'll, okay, we'll, okay. We're, we're up on a break, so I'll, I'll explain this Already? a little. Already? Yeah. quick. Okay. Right? So, so there's a company called Armor Source. Okay. And in 2008, 2009, they, they got taken, they got sued, got taken to court by the DOJ because they were making, they were making helmets for the Department of Defense. Okay. So Kevlar helmets probably, right? Great example of a government contract, Correct. right? Here's right, the, right. Yep. So, hey, you're making, you're making these, you're making these next gen helmets for all the soldiers, right? right. All the Marines, yep. right? And so what's interesting to me is because they were out of, they were out of spec, they were they weren't so compl- they did a shitty job of building, a shitty making, job helmets. making helmets, right? Okay. So the DOJ sued them. They paid us. They settled. So you knew they did it wrong. They settled, settled for three million dollars, which of course was probably one percent of the total. I was going to say, I'm total. sure it was a huge contract. Right, right? A huge contract, right? But listen to this. So you would think. Well, no, you wouldn't because there's no accountability in government. But <laughs> but you would think that. Unicor yeah. and the, the staff, yep. the employees, the directors, whomever, had oversight of the QC from Armor Source that was using the inmates as labor. Right. 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 You would think there'd be some accountability. Yeah. Right. Like whoever, whoever was, you know, directing that contract at the time, yes. that, that guy got fired. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like he made it, they made millions of dollars worth of shitty helmets. Right. And so that guy and his team get fired because they weren't doing the, the proper QC with armor source. Yep. You ready for this? And then we're going to take a break. So $3 million settlement paid by armor source, the prime contractor, the U S attorney's office declined 
to criminally prosecute or file any civil action against Unicor staff. It's the government. They got away with it. Of course they, they did. screwed it all no, up. Now, look, man, let me ask you this. If you or I owned a company yeah. and we accepted a government contract, yep. do you and think they're going to hold us to standards of quality control the, and the, finished they, product? They would. Absolutely. And not only, have people come out and, and inspect projects and, not, and, and not have only done that. government projects, yeah. right? And, and not only that, if they made it through the inspection and they had some, some blips, right? Yeah. Like they didn't do it right and they had to go back and do it again or whatever the case might be. Yeah. Even if, they, even if in the end they finished the project and... And it was on time and in budget, which never, never happens, happens, right? Never happens. Even if they did that, you know, the next time that that that, that contract comes around, that company's not getting it; they're gone. They're out of the discussion. Is, well, the government's not going to fire itself, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. And with that, wow, wow. <laughs> okay. Christ. All right, man. Well, we're going to take a quick break. Yep. This is an interesting discussion. Yep. I'm, I'm looking forward. We're going to go, go a little deeper. We're going to go a little deeper. Hey, really quick before we take the break. Yeah. Big thanks to uh, Keith Dirks Auto Body and Cody yes, Dirks, uh, our most recent sponsor. Cody's a yep. great guy. My Indeed. hometown, Monticello, Iowa. Um, these guys do great work. Do yep. a great family, great business. Uh, give them a look. I, we talk, we've laughed about this in the last couple. This is the time of year, dude. People are waxing deer right and left <laughs> in Iowa. Yeah. Um, these guys do great work, yeah. man. So give a yeah, quick and, shout and, out to and, Cody. And, and, and you know, it's, it's it's interesting because it's truly like a hometown small business. Yes. Because when Which Cody when Cody said, "Hey, I want to sponsor you guys. I want to do this," you know. I said, hey, you know, what's the contact info? And it's, you know, it's, it's KeithDirksAutobody.com, yeah. right? And he said, hey, if anybody needs anything, have him call me. His number is 319-480-1886. Awesome. Like, just call Cody directly, yes. right? and he'll take so, care of you. He's a absolutely, good dude. Absolutely. All right, we'll take a quick break, man. We'll yes, come we back and we'll finish this discussion. Yeah, man, thanks. All right. Thank you. All right, we're back from the break. There we go. That was an intense first half of that discussion. Jeez, there's a whole other part of this, Mike. We want to get into here, right? So we left it off with, you know, the government-owned entity of Unicor. Yeah, yeah, and the lack of accountability and the you know the using prison labor at thirty cents an hour. Yes, right, which is ridiculous. Taking advantage, right? And you know, there's 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 a lot of other things that they're doing to cut costs, right? Sure. Um, but let's, but, but that, that moves us into the private prisons, right? Yeah. And yeah. this, and this privatized penal system. This is the part that I got into a yeah. little bit. And, uh, so I think that we need to talk about kind of where the need for this privatized prison situation came from, because mm-hmm. it kind of stemmed from that huge spike that you talked about in the yep. first half of incarcerated it, individuals in the United States that really came from this war on drugs yep. and boom, we have this huge spike. Now all of a sudden there's not enough space in federal and state prisons to be able to house all the inmates. Right. So what happens? Well, and, and, and it, the, the, it, it spawned the term mass incarceration. Yes. Right. Cause yep. everybody was being thrown like, as you said, in prison. Yeah. For, for sometimes like, silly, silly things, right? I mean, all all of a sudden things that were, you know, would have been, hey, go do some community service and go, you know, you're on probation for two years. Now all of a sudden you're getting a five-year prison sentence. In 1980... Right. Okay. Well, let's go to 85 because that, that anti-drug abuse act was in 86. Okay. Okay. In 80, in 85, there were 740,000 people in prison. In the United States. Total. Total. Okay. Okay. Total. By, and so the, the private prisons really started to ramp up in the eighties and, and even more in the two thousands actually. 
Sure. So from 85 to 2000, let's to, to 2000. So that's 15 years. It went from 740,000 to 1.9 million. Whoa. It went it, two and it, a half it times. Almost tripled. Yeah, yeah, it was two and a half times. So just call yeah. it two million because it's 1.973. Yeah. Same right? Thing, yeah. So two million. So 750,000 to two million. Yeah. In 15 years. And, so, and look, dude, there's no way that you can like be building state and yeah, federal institutions. How long does it take to build a prison? Yeah, couple dude, years. These are giant projects, yeah, right? Yeah. Giant. Plus it's government, right? So all yeah. of the, the, you know, the, the land red use, tape. the permits, the this, the that. Yeah. You, grant, you know, putting out for bid. I was going to say, man, the bid process takes yeah. forever just to get through. So, yeah, right. I mean, so we know that there's no way that they could keep up with this, this huge demand so, for all this so you, space and, and in, for incarcerated individuals. So you, so right? you had some guys in, in, in Nashville, Tennessee yep. who started a company called CCA. Okay. Right. Yep. Private company. They started building prisons because what were they doing? They were handling all of that overflow. Yep. Okay. Right. Yep. So they've got a private. Okay. And re, let's remember the first baseline. They're for profit. Yes. Right. So um, this, this company and it's called now CCA changed its name because there was some shady shit going on. Yep. So what do you do? You're like Kobe Bryant, right? You were one number. Then you get, you know, you get accused of rape. You change your number and everything's better. Right. Sorry. Right. Right. But anyway, no, so, so essentially these name. guys try to hide. Yeah. They're, they're the same, yeah. s- same company, but not right. Yep. Cause they changed yeah. the same company. They just yeah. changed their name. And it's CoreVision, right? Yeah. Isn't it CoreVision? Uh, CoreCivic. CoreCivic. I'm sorry. Cor- I'm sorry. CoreCivic. Cor- right. Okay. So CoreCivic. Now, and it was in the, it, thanks in large part to the spike in incarceration fueled by the drug war and a bureau of prisons that did not have the capacity to house the massive influx of new inmates. Of course, right? The thing exploded, right? So this thing so where shoots do they go? the roof, right? So Core Civic, formerly known as CCA, Core Civic has an annual revenue today of one point nine eight billion dollars. No, and you ready for this? What? 51% of their revenues are from contracts with the Federal Bureau of Prisons to house inma- overflow inmates. So this is different than what we were talking about earlier. They're not, like, they're not like using prison labor to make a product and they're, profit. They're making profit off of just housing correct. the physical prisoners correct. themselves. So they're probably, what, charging a price per prisoner per day or something Re- like that. Remember, you know what I mean? There's probably, do, you, do you remember? In the, so I was in the military, and I couldn't yeah. believe, I remember seeing this story, and I, I, I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Remember when, the, when they found out that the government was being charged $200 for a toilet seat? Or three hundred dollars for yeah, a toilet seat. Yeah, remember that? I do. Like, yeah. so what do you think they're paying this private company, who probably has, yeah, you know, lawmakers in their in their pockets, lobbyists yes. galore. Well, let's talk about that, right? Yeah. Let's talk about where do the you know the only people that really have true lobbying capability are the people that are uber wealthy, Correct. right? I mean, it takes a Correct. huge amount of capital to have the power to go in and actually lobby into the government about lawmaking and about policies, right? So. You know, so it's got to be somebody that's got a huge amount of capital available to be able to. I mean, look, dude, they're they're playing this thing okay. from both sides, right? Uh-huh. If they know they're going to be able to overcharge on the back end, they're going in there and lobbying for these laws to be stricter. They yep. want more people to come into prison yep. because they're making so much cash on every prisoner yeah. that gets that gets basically pushed to their system because there's not enough room in the state and federal prison system. Yep. So what do they want, dude? They want the prisons to be full. That's correct. 
So they're lobbying for tougher yeah. laws, stricter yeah. laws, tougher consequences for minor offenses, right? They're pushing that. As well as the grants that they're looking for, this, that, and the other. 100%, right? 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 So that they can build more space to house these people. Now, this was the part, dude, that I brought up to you that blew my mind. I was like, okay, this this company. Okay, hold on. I know where you're going, but hold on. Let oh. me interrupt you. Hold on. Okay, okay. So, because I just want to throw this out, you you say they have to have the means, they have to have the wherewithal, they have to have the cash. Yeah, right? I, would, I would sure think so. So, operating income is two hundred eighty-one million. Net income is one hundred eighty-nine million. Total assets three point seven nine two billion. Total equity one point three billion. Wow. They have the money. Now, now, three now. point something billion dollars in assets. Is that what you said? Total ass three point seven nine. Gee, many Christmas billion in assets. Those and those are the prisons plus all of the stuff. Okay, so okay, who is it? Who's behind? <laughs> who's behind the curtain, Mike? Yeah, who are the largest shareholders? Is what you're asking. Hundred percent, right? Oh. Who are the people that are capitalizing and taking advantage of the same laws that we're talking about that overwhelm the prison system? You know, again, and on the on the state and federal level, creates this huge mass of labor, cheap labor. Yep. There's a there's a huge ball of yarn there. Yep. Now all of a sudden that's overflowing, and they're charging now a price per prisoner per day or whatever. How, I don't know how they actually classify that. I don't know if it's an annual thing, a monthly. Who knows, right? Yeah. But there's obviously like a per head price that they're charging right. to take these overflow prisoners. Yep. I guarantee you that's a. Uh, an inflated number yep. because it's a government, you know, it's a yep. government contract. Yep. Now, as we dug into this, yep. I was sitting there going, okay, there's probably, and, and honestly, man, I kind of had this, uh, I think somebody that was watching the pod and I can't remember exactly what it was, but somebody made a comment said, you know, this is kind of a tainted system because there's people involved in the judicial system that own these private prison systems. Well, guess what? That's not really what we yeah, found. Yeah, he said, right? looking at the judges, remember that? Yeah, yeah. What, what yeah. I found when I started digging into this was these are like the same giant hedge fund companies that are getting insider trader information that are taking massive amounts of capital. People like BlackRock, people like Vanguard. So tell me who the largest shareholders. The, the largest shareholder is Vanguard. Vanguard. And one of the largest shareholders is BlackRock. Surprise, and, surprise. And, and, and it's, what's interesting is it's Vanguard Group okay. you know, is the largest. However, Vanguard Small Cap Index Fund Investor, um, Vanguard Total Stock Market Index Fund Investor Shares, um, State Street, uh, so they've got Fidelity multiple funds. iShares. Yes. So they've invested in shares management. from multiple different entities, essentially is what you're saying, right? Yep. They've used several different kind of. And, and those are the list of the largest investors. So that's a massive chunk yeah. of. And guess what happens if a private prison that is a for-profit prison is not making a profit? Does Vanguard hold on to that shit? Nope. Nope. No. Dude, these guys don't. They're not. They're not running as billions and billions and billions of dollars of capital around the world, dude, if they're investing in stuff that's not making money. Yep. And, and here's my, my buddy, the CEO for 25, 30 years. Yeah. I, I want to read what he wrote to me when I was talking to him about this. Yeah, yeah. He goes, uh, let's see, poor management, no training, pay is deplorable, and inmates are treated like garbage. All a recipe for disaster. Well, look, dude, it's for profit. Yeah. So they're, so cut they're cutting costs, yeah, yep. doing things as cheaply as possible. Yep. Then they're overcharging the government for yep. a government project. Yep. Guess what that creates, man? Lots of profit. Profit, profit, yeah. profit. little fat, right? Yeah, dude. It's unbelievable. It's crazy, so, man. So this it, is nuts. I know. So, I mean, if you, if you go back to before the break, our conversation, there's this, it, 
inmate population of 750,000 in 2005, right? right? And, and it was like 300,000 in 1970. Right. So it even doubled in those 15 years. Yeah. Right. And now you put these, you put, you go to war on drugs. Yeah. yeah. Right. The anti, you know, drug abuse act. Yep. And you're throwing everybody and their brother into, into prison. Yes. And uh, hold on, let's stop this for a second mm-hmm. because this is important. I think yes, it is when this was happening at the time, this was one of those times that the government started to, or people started to spew out about the bias and the racism and all, oh my gosh, you know, look, dude, no, dude, it was a business. Yeah. Right. It wasn't, I mean, they wanted to just make sure that they put as many people into prison as possible to allow themselves this opportunity to take the overflow and capitalize on this opportunity, saw the opportunity and guess what? It was a good one. They made a lot of money. I, I I I think it was a two, it was a twofold objective strategic objective yeah 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 right? that, that's one aspect yeah. so yes go ahead what's, what's so, the second so, thing so, so the second one is we need low-cost labor yes and and so let me form let me form a government co- corporation yeah and pay myself while paying very little in labor dude everybody yells about the minimum wage and where it should go and all of that debate yeah, yeah right but the government's happy to own a company that pays inmates through contracts 30 cents an hour yeah yeah. Now, I'm sure there's a debate to say well, inmates shouldn't be charged, shouldn't be getting paid at all, right? But yes. when you have an inmate who had a dime bag and he got a, a, an 18 month sentence, and and that person's a, a a reasonably good person and just you know, you know, like to smoke marijuana in 1990, yeah, right, and got a, a 18 month prison term. Yep. You got yep. that guy working for 30 cents an hour. Yeah. And you know, dude, a lot of these a lot of these arrests, Mike. This is the crazy thing to me. They, they occur in a kind of an indirect way, yeah. right? Somebody gets rear-ended yep. and, you know, cops come in. Oh, oh, I've got a joint in yeah. my center council, my car. Boom, you get a Done. drug charge, but you go to prison. Yeah. What? Yeah. These aren't violent criminals. No. And again, I'm not saying that that doesn't exist. That's part of this. That's part right. of the drug. There, there's, there are people that absolutely deserve to go Agreed. to prison Agreed. that are selling drugs to our kids or whatever the case is. Dude, that's a different discussion. Yep. But when you are searching out a reason to incarcerate someone, and again, this trickles down from a very high level. Oh, yeah. And, and I never really understood until we dug into this, where does this really come from? Because I'm sitting here going, like, why would we want to incarcerate these people? Dude, it's costly. You know, there's a huge amount of tax. We're talking about these state budgets and how much money is allocated to the prison system in every state. It's like, what, usually fourth or fifth on the list, I think. Third. 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 Okay. So it's a big big cost, right? So I'm like, what are we doing? Like, we should be looking for opportunities to not put these people in prison and cost people all these tax dollars. And, hey, by the way, why don't we take those tax dollars and them towards the schools yeah. you know that goes back to our discussion that we had earlier there's better places to spend that money but i didn't realize dude that there are people getting fat oh yeah and a I lot mean, of them are get, in the government yes yes and a lot of them are people that already have billions and billions of dollars of assets that see this opportunity to take advantage of this situation that we're talking about to get fatter oh yeah and have more power and lobby harder to have harder rules and restrictions and, and yes. consequences and you know it's a sick and, cycle and, man and, and, and yes in recent years and I, i'm gonna say for the last probably six to seven years okay you know there, a lot of the sentencing guidelines have gone down because and, and also the legalization of marijuana which hey jerry kime is still a salient issue but right like <laughs> i'm gonna keep doing that but 
the you know the sentencing guidelines have gone down. There's there's less convictions. There's this. I mean, yeah. And it's it's not all to defund the police. Right. There's, right. there's a lot of criminal justice reform that's going on that makes sense now. Yeah. Cashless bail and all this other stuff. I don't know that that's. But sentences being done away with for a, a minor you know drug offense. Right. Right. And going on probation or going on ho- house arrest. Yeah. That makes some sense, right? Because yeah. again, the prison populations are out of control. Sure. So what's now, na- but, but now if you're doing that yeah. and you've got prosecutors and you've got, you know, city councils and you've got states yes. that are lessening the sentences or decreasing the, the, you know, the, what the severeness of those sentences, right. Right. You're pissing these people off. Oh Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. so what? So what's going to happen now when that comes around the corner? Oh yeah, they're going to lobby harder for harder, you know, harder consequences, yeah. uh, longer sentences, yep. harder sentences. Dude, this is crazy to me because to me, again, the goal should be to rehabilitate these people, even even if they did, it, even if it was a heinous crime. Yeah. It should be, let's get them in there, give them some opportunities, try to educate those people, rehabilitate those people. No, dude. Your buddy said, right, they're poorly run systems under, you know, people aren't trained. Uh, Look, dude, they're just doing it to make money. They don't even care about the rehabilitation of the prisoners. And and maybe that's not the case with every single privatized prison. I don't know. But I know that I know that just based on who owns these things, these guys are there to make Make money. money. And that's it. It's not about the, not, the well-being it, of the humans that are in involved. Black, it's not in BlackRock's it's, portfolio. It's, it's, it's not, not in making, Vanguard's portfolio it's, if it's not making money. Dude, they don't get paid to make the world a better place. And it's guaranteed money. Yes, It's absolutely. guaranteed because it's a government contract. Well, it's guaranteed money as long as there's over, overflow from the, the state and federal prisons, right? That's correct. So, it, it, dude, this is a sick s- cycle, yep. I feel like, of, hey, the prisons have to be full. They have to be overflowing with people. By the way, we have to make sure that our investors and our shareholders are happy. So we've got yep. to cut costs. We've got to make things as profitable as possible. Yep. They're not worried about the well-being or the, the opportunity to rehabilitate yeah. or, no. you know, make these people better people. No. So when they get out of prison, they're productive parts of society. That has no. nothing to do with it, which is so sad, bro, because are we making our country a better place right. with that mentality? Absolutely not. Yeah. You know, what they're doing is you've got, you've got, uh, core civic, right? Yeah, yeah. And they have BlackRock and Vanguard and iShares and, you know, State Street and whomever else, yeah, right? As yeah. their, as their investment well investors. Known, yes. Right. And do you think the, those shareholder meetings or the door? Yeah. And you know what else, you know, who's on the board of this company, you know, the fund directors from several of these, uh, these invest, right? Like, absolutely. Yeah. So, so what are they pushing for? They're not pushing for rehabilitation. No, they're pushing for, Hey, that never the, even comes up in no, discussion. No, the, the, the food Aramark. Yeah. You know, yeah. Is, is that's your food service provider. Yep. How do you get, how, how do you cut 5% off of their costs? Yep. Right. Yeah. How, hey, the guards that yeah. you're, that you're employing private security operators or whatever you want to call them. Yep. How do we pay them a little bit less or yep. how do we get them at a cheaper rate? Yeah. You know, how do we, yeah. how do we increase how do we, our efficiency in recruiting? Do we, how do we just cut staff? Yes. Right. Yeah. How do we automate and, and, and take my buddy's technology company for the surveillance camp? Right. Like, it, dude, it's, it's absolutely, absolutely. And, and, Look, we, we've both sat in board meetings about profitability yeah, yeah. and about the wealth, health of the business, yep. you know, blah, 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 blah. 
they're not, those discussions are always about the financials and about profitability and efficiency and how do we, that's correct. And again, man, especially for these guys that are taking outside money in, they have people to answer to. Yeah. They're taking money, dude, from all kinds of other giant hedge funds and other people and say, they have to be able to prove that yeah. if they're investing that money somewhere that they're making money on the yeah. money. And again, these guys are not putting that money in places that's not making money. If that's it's right. not making enough money, they're going to figure out a way to make more money. Yep. And by doing that, a lot of it is cutting costs, yeah. which means under utilizing yep. or, or, you know, cutting, cutting resources, yep. Yep. you know what I mean? Yep. Shittier care. And, and I, and I don't want, I don't want, you know, people watching this to say, well, then just capitalism is bad. No, if you're a company worth billions of dollars, like right. core civic, and you're producing a good or a service yes. and you are competing in the fair market, right. Right. And you're competing against really high level competition. Yes. And one year your product's better the next year, your competitor's product is better. And you're doing that for the better of that product or the service or the audience that you're selling it to. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But when you have just created this, your, your own entire ecosystem yes. based on a government that you've lobbied and politicians that you've bought off. Yes. That's fucking insane. Dude, that's a monopoly. Dude, that's, that's not correct. true capitalism. That's, that's the problem. That's where people that, get that, fucked I know, up. I know exactly. Dude, true, capitalism, right, right. True, true capitalism, Mike, yep. would be you and I yep. could say, hey, dude, we see this opportunity with the private prison system. Yep. We could go out and fill out an application, yep. get awarded a government contract. We could build a prison and we could go in and compete. Yep. No, do you couldn't. think that you and I could do that right Absolutely now? Absolutely not. Is that real capitalism? Absolutely not. That's no. not how capitalism no. is supposed no. to work. No. We got people with so much money, dude, that it's a monopoly. Yeah. You can't go in there to compete. You can't get in. The regulations are so strict and yep. so awful because they're making or, their own rules. Or let's go back to Unicor. Yes. Right. Well, what if I what if I develop a product? I I innovate something. Yeah. That is is needed by, you know, most. 80% of the federal departments, yes. something that they need, yep. the best stapler ever, right? <laughs> right. That's the example you can find stapler. Know, whatever. All right. Right. But, but you know, the, it's the best stapler, the, the best widget, let's go, the okay, best widget thank ever, you. Thank right? You. I can't even get in because all Unicor has to do is make it for cheaper, yeah. ma make it ma make it with, with less expense, less cost, yeah. and then sell, and then undercut my bid by half how hard is that to do when because you have to pay your employees, I gotta pay my employees minimum wage at, at, at the at, worst, at, at least. which you can't get employees at minimum wage That's anymore. Right. And they're paying people, prisoners, 12 30, to 30 cents. Crazy, bro. 30 cents. Oh, you and by compete. the way, you know what? It was my employee that I was paying $18 an hour to, 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 cre you know, to, to fasten the widget yes. to something, to, to, to a board, yeah, right? Yeah. Fasten the widget to a board, right? I was paying that employee $18 an hour. He got into an accident, had a dime bag in his pocket. He goes to prison for two years. He's now affixing that widget to the board for 30 cents an hour. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Jesus wow. Christ. All right. Yes, All right. dude, this is crazy. This is crazy stuff. It, dude, you know what we need to get into? Okay. We really need to start getting into BlackRock and Vanguard. Absolutely. Like we got yeah. we to start I tracking some of that. a little bit in my I mean, industry, that's, that's yeah. A, that's a lot of information. That's a lot of data, but we can start digging into that. Absolutely. Let's Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I think people are going to be shocked when you start to figure out how many of these dots are connected in these areas yep. that are... There's, a, there's such a... There's a need that's created by policies yep. and created by regulation. These people see it before it ever becomes real. Right. They get way ahead of the curve. This is kind of the insider trading discussion that we've talked about within the government as a whole. Yep. And they are taking such advantage of these situations that other people don't even have the opportunity to see it coming. Right. And then 
it's like, well, it's this is capitalism. That's not capitalism. No, it's not. That's not free market. Nope. Nope. No, dude, that's manipulation of information yep. that other people don't have, and it's taking advantage of of having such a high ability to manipulate yeah. the things on the front end. Know that it's coming. Put yourself in a position to capitalize on the back end. Yep. Mike, you and I don't have that opportunity. We do not. And we should. We, we should, right? And, in my uh, opinion, we should. And, and, the, and then what happens is when, when a new law is passed, that's going to put a whole bunch of more people, a whole bunch more people into prison. Yeah. You know, that, you know, half the senators and half the congressmen just look up CXW and buy a whole bunch of it. Yep. I think that's a good place to wind this up. I what do you so. think? I think so. This is a great discussion. Again, yeah. thank you to Will Burton. Yes. For uh, bringing this up. This is one of those, again, man, I, I, I have not you. had a reason to kind of really dig into the nuts and bolts of this whole prison system. Yeah. And, and, and thank God, right? I mean, yeah. I, I've not directly yeah. been, you know, in a situation where I've had a need to dig into it yeah. or a want to dig into it. But you know there's a reason that someone brings it up. Oh, yeah. And I don't know what the situation is with Will bringing this up, and I think we should probably talk to him about that at some we point should. and learn we a little should. bit more. But what I do know is there's a reason he brought it up yeah. and he has dug into it to some extent. Yeah. And when you start to dig into some of these things and realize the level of corruption and the level of just absolute, like, dude, it's like pulling the wool over everybody's eyes yep. and you create these, these shell companies and you create these, like these smoking mirrors, Mike. Yeah. And that the money's just going like this. Yeah. It's not even changing hands. No, it's, not. it's just going from me it's, back to me, yeah. back to me, back yep. to me, back to me. Just keep writing myself Crazy, checks. Dude. Yeah, and, and utilizing cheap labor yeah. and taking advantage of that. Dude, this is a really, really interesting situation. And like we say in a lot of podcasts, go do your own research. Yeah, please. Right? I'm sure that we're missing parts and pieces of this discussion. You know, this yeah. is what we came up with in the time that we were able to dig into this. Right. Go do your own research. Make your own decision. But yep. at the same time, we cannot assume that every one of these situations is for the best for the whole. That's right. It's not about the people. And again, dude, that's what is wrong with our government. That's right. It should be about making this country a better place, not about how much money can we put in our own pocket. Yep. And somehow, Mike, we've got to get back to that, right? We've got to get back to this mentality of, dude, we got to take care of each other. Yep. We got to be thinking about the people first, not about how much money can we make or how can we take advantage of this situation. But that's where we are. Yeah. That's where we are, man. And this is very clear proof that this thing has become really tainted yep. based on this opportunity of somebody goes, dude, there's a whole bunch of money to be made here. Hey, yeah. guess what? Let's not let anybody else into this discussion. Yep. Here we it's are, true. man. It's corruption. It's, it's finest. So thanks to Will. Right? Yes. Again, and, yes. And, and thank you, Cody Dirks, Dirks yes. Auto Body in Iowa. Yep. Right. Appreciate the sponsorship. And hey, man, I, we'll, we'll continue to dig. I love it. I love All it. Right. All right. Nice work, man. Thank you, everybody. It. Thanks continue, for watching, guys. Continue to watch, share, tell your friends, pass it along. Let's keep growing this thing. And hey, you guys, keep giving us more topics. Yeah, I think absolutely. this is where the best topics come from or yep. things that maybe we don't think about. That's so right. if you've got something you want us to take a look at, dig into, let us know. And we uh, will. We absolutely will. Yep. All right, man. Cool, man. All right. Yeah. See you guys next time. Thank you, Thanks for watching. It has to start somewhere. It has to start sometime. What better place than here? What better time than now? Oh!